This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 262 of The Real Word. Word is up. And we this are live together. Good. This yeah. feels so good. It feels good because I'm, I'm trying you're, to show you You look up. great. I look like shit, but I feel when, great about it. I feel like- When I, I did the hot sheet this morning, yes. it was the worst hot sheet I've ever done. I was fumbling all over the place, and I blamed it in the comments on the snow. But I think I should blame it on this sports. I think because you, you don't have enough it gives, movement, it's tight. It gives you a real, a real. Well, maybe your feel. arms are getting. You're definitely a douche, but I, I, I think maybe your arms are getting bigger because like you're working out. I'm taking so it it's off. a little. I think I'm, you, it off. I'm surprised you haven't already. I'm taking it off. All I'm right? surprised, and I mean, maybe undo well, here, a button. Here's like, the problem. How do we feel? Are you choking? Maybe you got. Maybe you were choking yourself. Here's the problem. Look at this shirt. It had no iron in the. Uh, do you want me to bring a steamer? So I've got I've been staying in a hotel on my trips up to Connecticut because Nicole is, is taking a year to get my house done. It's not a year. It feels like a year. No. This is the longest rehab of a home really that you've ever done. You're setting you're going for a record here. Unfortunately, the I think, record is I think I really need to do my homework on when we when we actually got our permits of when we oh, started. Blame it on the permits. To where we are now. In the comments, let me know if you are blaming permits on investment properties that you are working on okay it's not nicole's fault nicole's doing a great job uh, no, we needed is, an engineer to make drawings that that ate up a couple weeks anyway what is beautiful. possibly agents fault uh -oh. are these lawsuits against real estate professionals that are on the rise this is a bam article you can find it on nowbam.com just posted on Friday. Between 2021 and 2022 there was a nine percent increase in lawsuits filed against real estate professionals, mm -hmm. according to Zach Vollmer, Senior Vice President of Real Estate at Victor Insurance Managers Incorporated. Vollmer believes more lawsuits are coming in 2023 due to decreasing home prices, leaving buyers and sellers unhappy about their transactions. Mm -hmm. Nicole, why are more real estate professionals being sued? I mean, are you surprised? Am I surprised? At 9%? I'm not surprised by 9%. 9% increase coming out of the market we just came out of? Not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, obviously there were more there were more transactions, which inevitably will, but I'm not surprised at all. I think, I mean, we've even run into it, unfortunately, a few times um, within our team too. You are right over there? Yeah. yeah. Um, flustered today. You seem flustered. Um, <laughs> no, anyway, there's no lawsuits down there. There are no, Denise? no, there's no Any lawsuits. No, but again, we obviously, luckily our team is really good at like emailing and getting things in writing. Um, Cause again, there have been a few buyers that, you know, I think at the end of all this, some people start getting buyer's remorse, right? Like compete, compete, compete. You're in, you know, compete, like you're in 15 offers, 20 offers, 30 offers, highest, no inspections, waiving everything. And now that, like, again, it's saying that the dust, dust is settling, you start sort of reflecting on what did I do? What did I buy? Um, it's funny. I actually just got a, a text yesterday from someone that sort of took it as it as is, and they moved in over the weekend, and the, the washing machine doesn't work. And But they're thrilled that it's just the washing machine, like, because they'll buy a new one. But I'm not, again, I'm not surprised. I think, I think waiving inspections, obviously, it was a sort of risky move in, in some situations. Obviously, if it's in writing, like, again, we always encourage everybody to get, you know, there's, hopefully you have two solid feet to stand on if you can show that you offered it or recommended it and your client was saying no. Um, but it was, it was sort of like the wild, wild west out there. I mean, we saw an influx of agents getting in here that probably, you know, weren't maybe properly trained to. Um, yep. 
And, and on all honesty, too, just last week, um, I insisted that we bring an attorney in here for rentals, too. I don't know if that includes rentals, but um, I think with the rental market being so sort of hostile, too, um, I think that that puts you into some vulnerable situations as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great refresher for everyone to sort of get back to sort of the basics, learn what they're supposed to do and not do um, so that we don't continue to see increases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Volmer told Insider that it's common to see this increase in lawsuits against real estate agents and brokers when home prices do start to fall. Right. Um, these cyclical increases are driven by the unhappy consumer who is more likely to file a suit after having a negative emotional experience during a real estate transaction. You and I covered that uh, the far majority eight of 10 millennials cried during the home buying yeah. uh, transaction. Oh, well, look at you. It's nothing to do with millennials, just the fact no. that the transaction no, is No, but I'm, I'm actually surprised you even remember that article. I forgot yeah. about that article. Yeah, yeah. No, no question. Well, a lot of people remember. Actually, Rich Barton, during his earnings call that just recently happened a couple of weeks ago for Zillow, referenced that stat. Really? He goes, we know a lot of home buyers cry during the process. Well, and we're trying to I mean, simplify it I for think people, it's so. yeah, very true, but I I I I would I would hate to say just millennials. I mean, well, no, millennials were 8 out of 10. I think yeah. the other categories were less than that, but it was but like 6 still out there of is 10. crying. Yeah, so yeah. anyways, uh it does make sense that as these prices drop, people are like, "Oh, I missed an opportunity to get this home that I'm living in right now." at a lower price because right. maybe the house around the corner just sold for a lower price. Right. This is why agents can't run around like a chicken with their head cut off saying, it's always a good time to buy. It's always a good time. Always yeah. a good time. When you do shit like that, you're going to end up down the road looking like someone who didn't have the buyer's best interest right. at heart. Of course. When you lay out all the facts of, Hey, here's the risks of going into this property. Mm -hmm dropping inspections, you know, you know, going way over asking price is that you might be getting ahead of the market today. You might be overpaying by this much. Now your decision, you've got to take these things into consideration when right. you make your decision as mm -hmm. the buyer. And if I say that as the agent, I can sleep at night, right? Here's all the information. Here's the data because listen, just like eight out of 10 millennials cry about the home buying process, eight out of 10 are going to move forward with the process anyways. Right. So if you're talking to enough buyers, if you're educating enough people, yeah. more times than not, they're just going to say, my lifestyle is telling me I need to move forward anyway. Yeah. So uh, I, I think you've got to be out front with the information, not use canned lines that you've heard over and over and over again. Right. And that's how you're going to, you're going to get yourself in a position where people aren't going to sue you because they're like, Man, Nicole told me everything that was going to happen. It did happen. Right. And here here we are. Well, I think at the end of the day, too, I mean, we've always said it's never necessarily about what you're buying it for. It's about what you can afford each month, too. So I think as long as you're, again, having those conversations and you're sort of basing some offers around what can you legitimately afford each month, too. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really – they're trusting hey, you. Hey, like you're – Man, here's like, what I this would is a lot. What I always advise agents to do, if you have that conversation in the driveway or at a house, so they're like, hey, you know, this offer that we're making seems like it's seems like it's overpriced. And maybe you're saying, yeah, it, it, it's overpriced based on the market, but it's not overpriced on how you win the offer. I would follow up on an email. Email. As discussed. 100%. As we discussed. Must. Here's where the market is today. 
here's how much higher we're going yeah. than previous comps and the, and then to the market to win this offer. Right. It's a decision that you're making. Are you comfortable with that decision? Right. right. I want that in writing so that if something like this does come back to me, uh, you know, it's it's clear that it's they made funny. the decision. Val, the attorney that we had in last week when she was talking about even doing those follow-up emails, she even recommends you put like a deadline. If I don't hear from you from 3 p.m., it means that you, like you want to move forward. And yep. she always said to make sure never use the word assume in your emails. Don't say like, I assume this is good. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, she said, don't ever use the word assume. She said, you know, like if you don't respond, this confirms the fact that you want to move forward. Use so, very specific, very deliberate specific. language. Like never assumes, never like, like, uh, like this is what I think you sense. wanted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very specific language. When you follow up too, when you're yeah. just following up on a lead, use very specific language. For sure. Okay. So not a racket makes no. sense to me. And, um, you know, there's going to be buyers that just have this, this buyer remorse right now as prices are starting to come down. Case Schiller reported this morning. I talked about it on my fumbling hot sheet that these prices have come down for the sixth straight month. First time since 2011 that has happened. And people are going to, that bought more specifically people that bought in June of 2022 are going to have this remorse or May of 2022. I was going to say May. I was looking at comps because, and I was like, holy shit. I thought May was insane. I was looking at some of these numbers. Like again, I went back 365. I was like, woo. Because if you bought in May of 2020 or May of 2021, you have no remorse because you're still up big. Why would you sue? You could just go sell your house and make some money. Well, and again, but that also boils down to though, again, even if the market does go down, it in my mind, it always is about your, your monthly, your monthly cost. The, Cause even if your price goes down, but you, but you bought in your industry is at 2%, like you're still in an okay spot month, like with your expenses in my mind. But anyway, the, the absolute peak was that May, 2020. I wasn't even, I mean, I, I know now, I, I just, I looked back and I was like, holy shit. The state we're sitting in right now is like the only state where prices have actually continued to go up. Well, Almost every other state they've gone down, which is interesting because- Well, in this month, I feel like, again, when I was, again, $430,000 house I have an offer in on, and there are 15 offers in on it. But I will say, I feel like in this area though, the million dollar properties still have like way more offers than like it's entry weird. level. It's, it's so bizarre. But uh, everybody in the comments, let us know, is your market acting abnormally as we hit this, what I'm considering an inflection point where where the the housing recession of the last six months is trying to figure itself out, is your market, as we go into March, the last day of February here, if you're there. seeing the pot on the release, is your market acting abnormally in different price ranges and in different ways that you know it normally wouldn't react? Moving on to racket number two. Let's do it. Realtor Mag, throwing it back to Realtor Mag for Nicole. Gotta build relationships that last through good and bad markets. I'll go through their list here. Number one, check in with past clients. Number Obviously. two, create a powerful peer peer referral network. Number three, build up your virtual appeal. Uh oh. Um, okay. Number four, show off your expertise. Five, try Popeyes. Not Popeyes the chicken. Not but the this is popping by Popeye, somebody's house. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number the six. Way expand your other network. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other network is, uh, business not networking. just, don't just focus on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So business networking in your community, B and I, something like that. Uh, seven host a client appreciation event, eight, create a contest or offer an incentive. And then number nine, earn a thank you. Okay. So Nicole, 
build relationships that last through good, bad markets. I'll start if you, if you want me to start. I love when you start. To me, what I mentioned last time about like, and I've been getting, I, I had a comment on the hot sheet this morning. I had, I talked about it on Knowledge Brokers podcast last week, and there was a clip about this. Any other podcasts you want to name drop Ooh, while we're at it? I have a pod with Walk Tom Ferry coming up. That's okay. going to be on his pod. Okay. Firelizing.com. Yep. Okay. Um, we're good. We hit all that. Follow it. me on Instagram. By the That's way, it. anyways. Yes. On this clip, I and, and I had these comments where it's like, where I'm telling people, hey, you can't just say it's always a good time to buy because if somebody comes to me with a goal of buying in 2023, it's advice I gave my sister. Hey, if money's important, if you're if your payment's important, then it's not going to be Q1 of 2023. I'm sorry. It's just not. I'm sorry. Okay. Because interest rates, if we go through a recession, are going to come down before the end of the year. Right. Inventory is going to go up. When inventory goes up, prices come down. Obviously. We're already seeing in every single market, almost every single market in America, that prices are coming down. So quarter one, clearly best time to sell in 2023. Best time to sell. Yeah. How could it be the best time to buy if it's the best time to sell? Right. So we're talking the end of the year. When you want to build relationships that last through good, bad markets, you give people that advice right now. Okay. You may have to wait on a commission check till the end of the year because they may now not buy until the end of the oh, year. Oh, it's so funny. I was just having this conversation though with one of the agents. I was like, just relax. It sounds like they'll buy right in time for you to buy your Christmas presents. Okay, like yeah, you, you'll be good. You'll Listen, be all right. You'll be able to afford Christmas presents. Yeah. If you're relying on one deal, two yeah. deals, three deals in quarter one, that's your fault as the agent. It's your fault that your pipeline's too small, little, and dry. You should have a big, huge pipeline so that you can give great, trustworthy advice. When you say, hey, maybe in your situation, you should wait till quarter four to buy and not worry about if they take that advice and buy in quarter four or buy in, 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 right now in quarter one, it's because you have a big enough pipeline that you're serving. You're making your calls. You're making a great impact on your community that you don't care if this person buys now or not. You just care about giving great, trustworthy, transparent advice. That's what the great agents are doing. Haley, did you mark that time? That's a, that's a clip. Haley, Haley. Mark that time. Um, I mean, it's true though. Right. So how 100%. are you going to build relationships right now? It's, it's, it's that yeah. I know that for sure. Giving people the honest advice and they're going to make a decision one way or another that fits for them and their needs right now. What else? Well, again, I, I mean, I, are we going through a list? What's our point here? Is mean, there anything that sticks out on this list? Pretty well, generic list from Realtor It Mag. is super generic, but I do think, you know, I, yes, I, it is a very generic Every, list. I'm just, I'm not overly convinced that, that, you know, I, all of them will accumulate into, like you're well, saying, a pipeline. Each of them that, will help. Is, yes, is 100%, 100%. And it's funny because, again, I think we talked about it at the end of last year. I still talk about it this year. I love the saying, I feel like we should have it tattooed everywhere, build a career, not a year. And I think that this year is the most important mm -hmm. for that. Um, again, you know, we, we're obviously, talk, we get our, our Zillow relationship and, you know, it's really helping the agents figure out where they are in the buying process. But, but whether they're, like you're saying, buying now or later, the information that you're giving them now will dictate whether you have their business then in three years when you know that that's their time to buy. Or again, if you're, if they're, if you're building up enough trust now, do they then follow through with buying with you even now? Cause again, you know, that there's so many agents out there that you run into. So I, yes, I mean, building the relationship, but like you're saying with trustworthy advice, but knowing what you're talking about too. So 
just because you got your little realtor license and it's framed on your wall, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have the knowledge either. So, you know, it's obviously really important for you to know what is going on and what is happening and not get, like you say, everyone's saying now it's time to buy. Now it's time. That's a tagline. That's an Instagram post. Like it's, 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 so it's, well, somebody said this morning, they're like, well, it's always a good time to buy if, if you're a renter long-term on a seven, 10 year look, it's always better to be a homeowner than a renter for sure. Right. But right now across the country, renting is $800 a let less a month than it is buying a home. So if it's like, I got to make ends meet and make sure I've got food on the table for my children in 2023, yeah. when the fed went and, you know, Right. is deliberately destroying the economy. Yeah. You may have to make a decision in 2023 that that rent. That's why we're going to see or, 4 million transactions and not 6 million. Well, or like the, again, you know, there's so many individuals too that are entering the market that their rents are $1,300 and they're now looking at homes. Again, a $400,000 house is costing them $3,000 a month. Right. So like, is it, does when, it make more sense? When that was going to be less than 2000 with a different interest rate. Yes. Before. We're talking okay, about $3,000 so, yeah, for a $4,000 home. Say you're, some people haven't raised the rent. Some people are like, I'm happy to have the sentence. Say you are paying $1,500 a month and then you compare it. Now that's double what I just said, $800 a month. So are you going to pay double a month right now? If you're living paycheck to paycheck, like 64% of Americans, right? are you going to pay double yeah, it's going to be a hard decision to make. Probably I mean, at the not. end of the day, yes, you are paying a hundred percent interest on a rent, but right, again, monthly costs. Racket number three. Let's do it. Inman.com. They've done a great job covering this story. I really they love appreciate it. Inman love covering it. this. NAR rolls out fifth. That's who we are. Ad campaign after fee hike. Okay, so NAR went up on uh, dues ten dollar membership fee hike. Uh, you may or may not have noticed that. In, in your uh, I learned about it this morning on Inman. Okay. Uh, the campaign's core message for this year is here for it all with the aim of showing how the nation's more than 1.5 million realtors work to make the dream of property ownership a reality for their clients. A trade group said in the announcement, these ads showcase the trusted relationship between realtors and their clients. Uh, Neef Char, uh, Nar Chief marketing officer, You're good. Uh, communications officer said in a statement, as a former agent and realtor, I know the dedication, expertise, and professionalism required during the often long, complex, and emotional process. I'm excited to see that these spots allow us to authentically demonstrate the realtor difference in action with clients and within their communities. So hmm. they're, they're kind of saying, hey, if you're just an agent, mm -hmm. licensed agent, yep. and not a realtor, right? Here's you're, the you're not, you're not, you don't give a shit. You're not with the crew. You're not in the community. You're not who we are. You're not who we are. Uh, the ad campaign's latest launch come after NAR raised the yearly special assessment funds campaign from 35 to $45, $10 increase. Uh, this is addition to NAR's $150 annual membership dues. The increase was controversial, mm -hmm. causing some members to evaluate their NAR membership and the value of the ad campaign. Listen, you can evaluate your NAR membership all you want. If you're in a, uh, state that requires a state it. that requires you to be able to affiliate with the local board and affiliate with MLS, like the state that we're sitting in. I mean, talk about a racket. We you have literally, to pay. You can't. The the state to the north of us, Mass. You could be a member of the MLS and and not be a member of NAR. NAR. Yeah. Not the case in the state of Connecticut. I'd love to know what 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 the 
state law is in yeah. your particular state. But, you know, talk about mafioso type of mentality. You know, you are going to pay the piper in certain states if you're going to be. Well, and what's interesting, though, too, is it sounds like we're going to keep paying the piper if other people keep bailing out. Too. Not to say that we would bail out. No, not to say that we would. I'm not saying that I'm at just, all. I'm just saying here. Other okay. states might bail. All right, let's react to the TV commercials. They've spent, if you look up what NAR sends the, the production company that does these TV commercials per year, and they've been the same production company they've been paying year after year after year after year. It's tens and tens of millions of dollars. It's yeah. very interesting. All right, so let, let's watch. There's three commercials. We want to watch them all. Or we want to watch just a couple of them. Well, I mean, I think let's you... watch it. They're, they're 30 second commercials. Okay, let's good. watch them react. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay you only have two minutes left. When your life's calling becomes your livelihood. This one's called Chair. Agents who are realtors are here for it. They're here for it. Here with market expertise, we put to work for you. When your communities need good neighbors, we're here for that too. Volunteering at it's very nice. three times the national average. Because we're realtors, experts... Volunteering at three times the national average. We're here for it all because that's who we are. So they always mention the code of ethics. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. That commercial, though, felt like to me, this could have been my local handyman. I feel like I didn't even know that he was a real estate agent. No, that no, was he like was my... wearing a hoodie. He's out in the rain. He's putting up boards. That was like he may have a vested interest in that company that he that is downtown. Yeah, I didn't even know he was. That was a local agent. carpenter. OK, yeah. let's look at courtyard. 30 second okay. spot. When it comes time for next steps, agents who are realtors are here for it. Ready, this Dan? I know is a realtor. Because she's driving them around? Yeah. New beginnings. She's out in front of the yard and house. Here for families. Here with market insights that can make all the difference. Because we're realtors. Experts in what we do bound by a code of ethics. Oh, look, she's waving to a past client. We're here for it all. A new client. Okay. They, they really hammer in the code of ethics. Let's look at the last commercial. When you need a partner committed to your vision, agents who are realtors are here for it. And when we're not with you, we're here advocating on behalf of communities. That I agree Working with. to make our neighborhoods better places for all of us. Not that I disagree because with Because we're realtors. Never. Experts in what we do. Bound, Bound by a code of ethics. Okay. Listen, I, I don't think I'm just going to stop it there. I don't think that consumers know what the code of ethics are. No. Um. Mm. I don't know that many of them until they get into a situation we talked about at the top of the show, a lawsuit, actually even care yeah. what, what the code of ethics are. Yep. What I will say, here's the thing. I think these commercials are fine. Okay, well, they're, 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 they're provoking an emotion. They're provoking an emotion. Some of the NAR comments were nice commercial. Um, I would, Lisa writes, I would love to see some research that makes a difference to determine if this money is wasted. I would agree on that because it is tens of millions of dollars right. that they spent to produce this campaign. And to me, we've got a production crew at freaking BAM that, that could have done this for 3000 bucks. Yeah. That is a very basic commercial. Right. Get a little influencer in there. A basic B. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? A B? A basic B. I, you a I'm basic B? Is it? See, I'm no. so out of. I'm Am out I allowed of, to I'm, say that? I'm Am out I of, allowed to say I'm that? I'm out of it. I don't. You got to ask my kids. All right. I don't know. Basic B. So a basic B. A basic Go ask B. your kids what a basic B is. I don't so, know that I want to. That scares me. I've always said I think NARS best, uh, and they're the number two lobby yeah. lobbyists in the in the country. That's where their best time and money and energy is spent. 
is being that lobbyist to protect homeowners, to protect, you know, certain tax exemptions for investors, different things like that, that keep the real estate market, the industry, the market moving, to yeah. protect uh, first time homeowners. This commercial doesn't, this is like, hey, if you're a realtor, you're good. If you're an agent, you're bad. Right. It's a little bit of a beat, you know, chess beating type of for sure. commercial. And it's just a waste of money because it's not that fantastic right. with the amount of money they spent. I know a lot of that money goes into the ad But anyone, spend, nobody but. even really knows. But even if you're an agent, you're probably called a realtor. Like, yeah. I don't even think the consumers even know truly what the difference is. And I actually don't even think they give a fook. Yeah, I agree. All right. I mean, let us know if you think, what do you think of those commercials? Um, what's your reaction to them? Nicole, it's good to be back here. I love you. it. I feel like it's going to be another like nine months. And, uh, and that's it. We'll Enjoy see, it. we'll see you on the next real world next week. Keep it real. See you guys.